0: Today we talk birds, flowers, Solomon, worry, and anxiety. This is Michael Stevens. This is The Frequency Podcast. So today we're going to wrap up chapter 6 of Matthew, and more importantly, we're going to wrap up this strain of thought and topic that Jesus was in regarding charity, uh, generosity, money, materials. And this passage is a little long, but I'm going to go ahead and read it anyway. It's Matthew 6, 25-34. Therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life or what you'll eat or drink, about your body. What you'll wear is life not more than food. Is the body not more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. Do they Not labor and spin, yet I tell you, they do not labor and spin, yet I tell you that not even one of Solomon, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and on tomorrow and then thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So don't worry saying, what shall we eat? what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all those things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So the key word in this one is really the first one. In other words, because of what I just said, Jesus talking, therefore, in other words, because of what I just said about giving to the poor, living a lifestyle, generosity, like your father in heaven and putting God first before materials. If you're doing these things, therefore, assuming you're doing all of the things I just mentioned, don't worry about your life and worry about your provisions. And Jesus does this thing. It's a rabbinic principle. I'm going to, I'm going to mess up this, this phrase, but it's the call of Khmer and it's a principle that's used in logic and arguments. And it's kind of similar to the left hand, right hand approach that I had mentioned in a previous episode, uh, except what it would do is it would compare something light versus something heavy or, or comparing items A and B under certain circumstances. So if A is true, then B must be so much more. So Jesus's example here of this, this principle. So Jesus compares life to food your body to clothes like human flesh to a garment that wears out right birds to humanity so he's showing that over and over this repetition that b is so much more valuable than a and it's important it's important to read this with the right tonality I I think Jesus's tonality is so often missed when we we read the text because when they wrote the text they didn't they didn't write things like we write today it wasn't like reading a novel where they describe someone's laughter or someone's smile or what they looked like. That's not how they wrote back then. And and I've said this many times before, but we, we tend to read these passages very stoic and emotionless because of how we've seen Jesus depicted in, in movies. And the reality is, is, you know, Jesus, it says Psalm 45 was anointed with the oil of joy more than all his companions. And I believe that Jesus was joyful. He was hilarious. I think that Jesus had lots of great things to say, that he was fun to be around. People enjoyed hearing him talk and teach. It wasn't just the content. It was the delivery of of Jesus. And so it's important when you read this to read it, that Jesus wasn't talking down to the people, nor is he telling them something they didn't know. They weren't ignorant. I imagine Jesus saying this with a smile, maybe even a chuckle or laughing, like, is not your body is not, does he care more about you than than your food? Doesn't he care about you more than birds? Doesn't isn't life more than food? I mean, I just hear Jesus saying this with, with a joy in his voice and a smile on his face. And then he wraps up this comparison with these two questions. Are you more valuable? And can you add an hour to your life? And there's a good simple point here. Time is the only commodity that is irreplaceable. Now, I've said this before in a message that time may be irreplaceable, but it is redeemable. So don't be down on yourself for time that you wasted. The Lord can still redeem that time today. But point is, is you can make more money. You can make up work. You can catch up with your friends. You can replace almost everything in life. I don't think everything's replaceable, but you can replace almost everything in life with the exception of time. And it comes, then it goes, that's it. So Jesus says, Why would you spend what is irreplaceable on that which is powerless to improve your circumstances? And I've heard people say, you know, worry won't change anything. That's not true. Worry will absolutely change things for the worse. The Greek word here for worry is, is not just a little worry, it's worry that's actually anxious. It's worry with anxiety. And I don't think anyone has ever made a wise decision under anxiety. I mean, I know I haven't. I, I had a period of my life where I was under pretty much constant stress for an anxiety for the, you know, over the course of a, a couple of years and my health declined, my teeth were going bad, I actually ended up having to get one pulled, um, had five root canals all before the age of 30, like not good, not healthy. Uh, in fact, a few facts about anxiety. Uh, anxiety disorders are actually the most common mental illness in the U S affecting 40 million adults in the United States, um, age 18 and older and eight 18 pro put this in perspective, 18.1% of the entire U S population every year is affected by anxiety disorders. Um, they're the most common mental illness in the U S. Uh, and then long-term anxiety, panic attacks can, can actually cause your brain to release stress hormones on a regular basis, which is, increases frequent symptoms like headaches, dizziness, depression, um, anxiety can even cause rapid heart rate, populations, chest pains uh, can put you at a higher risk of increased blood pressure, even heart disease. And anxiety also can affect your your digestive systems. Like you can literally have stomach aches, nausea, um, other digestive issues, loss, loss of appetite. You can actually develop irritable bowel syndrome from anxiety. In other words, there's nothing good That comes out of anxiety and the list goes on. And Jesus is going to give us a couple visuals here and then give us the cure, which is, is not medicinal. And I'm not, I'm not saying you should never use uh, medical science to cure these things, but Jesus's cure deals with the spirit and versus the body. And there's lots of studies. You can do this for yourself, but there's lots of studies on how even what you eat can actually impact your anxiety or increase it uh, what my wife does low carb days, her anxiety levels actually increase. So there's things that affect her body that if she's not having them, it affects her from a hormonal level. Stress uh, can actually be, stress and anxiety can actually be relieved to the place of physical fitness. So there's there's lots of natural things to it. And I'm not, so I'm not saying don't be medicinal about it, but let's check Jesus's cure first. And I would encourage you to seek, um, you know, some some healthier, all preventative measures versus re- reactionary methods, if, if this is something you deal with. So Jesus goes on to speak about the flowers, Matthew 6, 28 through 30. And he, he speaks about them as, as one who loved flowers. The lilies of the field were, uh, scarlet poppies and I'm going to, uh, anemones, I think is how they're pronounced. Um, and they, they bloomed basically one day on the hillsides of Palestine, they would bloom and then they were, they came and then they went, but they were absolutely beautiful. Uh, they were beautiful. And they, they said that they surpassed the beauty in the robes of kings, which is why he mentions Solomon here. But when they died, they weren't really good for anything except to be burnt. And so what they would do, as I've mentioned in a previous episode, the, the ovens in Palestine were made of clay. So it was like this clay box. It was set on bricks over a fire and In order to raise the temperature, they didn't have knobs like we do today where you would just turn the knob up. So they would actually take these dead flowers because they could burn so quickly and ignite so quickly, and they would throw them in the oven in order to heat up the oven quickly, which is exactly what Jesus is referencing here. He says, listen, they're beautiful. They're on the hillside, but in a moment, they're really not good for anything but fire. And if God cares for a flower that's such short-lived, then how much more will he care for man? Then Jesus gives us next example. He says, when you worry, you're like pagans. So what is, what's he talking about? What does he mean you're like pagans? Simply put, worry is not, worry should not be a part of life for sons and daughters that know their heavenly father. The pagans don't know him. Their gods don't provide. Psalm 115, their gods have eyes and don't see, ears and don't hear, mouths and don't speak, hands but can't feel. And those who become them are like them. In fact, part of what made Torah so powerful was that in the ancient texts, in the ancient culture, no one ever knew where they stood with the gods. And so they would they would offer up extreme sacrifices to the point of all the way to offering up their children. Um, we see this with the God of Molech and, and other places in, uh, in, in the Old Testament. And, and so they never knew where they stood with their gods. And part of what made Torah so powerful is God gave a very specific sacrificial system that satisfied their sins. So if they made a mistake, if they sinned, if they wronged someone, they could offer a sacrifice regardless or an offering or whatever it was. And they always knew where they stood with God, but their gods demanded extravagant sacrifices for them. They were quite ambiguous because obviously they were false gods. The difference is, as Jesus says, that's the pagans, but your father He doesn't demand extravagant sacrifices from you. He's the one who provides the extravagant sacrifice. He doesn't demand gifts from you. He provides good gifts for you. He takes care of his sons and daughters. So when you read the fruits of the spirit, you you see that they're, they're opposite of so many things. You could actually, instead of reading them as fruits of the spirit, you could read them as characteristics of citizens of heaven or descriptions of sons and daughters of God. And that's why even one of them is, you know, the fruits of the spirit is peace is, is almost the antithesis of worry. And so Jesus's cure is simple, but it's profound. Set your gaze on the father, seek his kingdom and his righteousness. I think the second part of this verse often gets left out. However, it may be the most important. Uh, we, we get really excited about seeking the kingdom. I mean, this is, we've, I've mentioned this multiple times in these episodes, but when they heard the word kingdom under Jesus, they were, they were thinking kingdom, brick and mortar, military overthrow, the kingdom of God on earth, Israel is a superpower in the earth. All, that's how they heard the word kingdom. But Jesus added a thing to it. He said, don't just seek his kingdom, seek his kingdom and his righteousness. Seek to be righteous in every act in every deed in every movement of your heart, like your father. Point is, is if you don't become a student of the nature of God, the goodness of God, the kindness, the mercy, the judgment, the wisdom, all the characteristics and the truth about who he is, then how will you actually know what his kingdom is like? If if you don't know the heart of the king, the emotions of the king, the desires of the king, the nature of the king, the characteristics of the king, if you don't know what he's like, then how will you know how his kingdom is ran? How will you know what his kingdom is actually supposed to be like? So Jesus effectively says here, the cure for your worry isn't simply not to worry. Like we say this to people all the time. Well, don't worry about it. Jesus says the cure for your worry is simply, it's not simply just to not worry. It's to put your trust, to put your emotion into your heavenly father. And in order to do that, you have to set your gaze on him and pursue him. And in the pursuit of the king of peace, you will leave behind the worry of this life. Hope that's helpful today. Thanks again for listening. This is Michael Stevens. This is the Frequency Podcast.